Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Imogen Ragone, an Alexander Technique teacher in Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, Imogen is also a website designer, and we're going to talk today about the future of Alexander Technique teaching, and interview, uh, Imogen's going to interview me. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Imogen. Yeah, hi. Thank you, Robert. Um, Thank you for taking this little project on. Sure. So, um, first things, what prompted you to want to talk about this today? Well, I uh, an idea uh, came to me yesterday while I was walking. And uh, I think to explain this idea, I need to read uh, a few sentences that F. Matthias Alexander, the developer of our method, wrote in 1910. Okay. It was the introduction to the first version of Man's Supreme Inheritance. And he left it in the, the 1918, I think it is, uh, edition as well. So it's there, okay. it's there for anyone to read. So I'm just going to read this first, and then I want to discuss one sentence in this uh, paragraph uh, in some detail. Okay. So uh, this is now uh, Alexander speaking. <clears throat> I wish to do away with such teachers as I am myself. My place in the present economy is due to a misunderstanding of the causes of our present physical disability. And when this disability is finally eliminated, the specialized practitioner will have no place, no uses. This may be a dream of the future, but in its beginnings it is now capable of realization. And he goes on to say, and I love this sentence, every man, woman, and child holds the possibility of physical perfection. It rests wow. with each of us to attain it by personal understanding and effort. Yeah, powerful stuff. Yeah, wow. Um, so, possibly a little disquieting to some Alexander teachers. Well, also listening to it, I feel like we may be further from his goal rather than nearer it um, if well, you look at the go well yes and <laughs> eye, no eye posture that's prevalent well the the um the uh physical the physical disabilities uh, may have increased but i want to focus on on the sentence where he writes this may be a dream of the future and i th i was thinking about this yesterday and you know he wrote this well over a century ago yeah. and i think that the future he's talking about some significant chunks of it are actually are present now and and i want to discuss those a little bit uh there there are two okay. types of developments that have occurred um the first one which i believe alexander could have well envisioned uh, back in 1912 uh, are important 
but, but I don't think quite as important as the second, which I'll get to later. But the okay. first one is basically an increase in quantity of various things. Teachers, students of the technique, um, books, articles, that kind of thing. In other words, okay. so when Alexander started out, in I, in 2000, when he wrote this in 2010. In 1910. 1910, sorry, yeah. <laughs> Even. <laughs> um, you know, there were, it, we don't really know exactly, but I don't, I think it's probably six or less people in the world who had, could conceivably have called themselves teachers of his method and none of them called themselves alexander technique teachers sure. because that phrase alexander never really used but it's some very small number there may have been his brother there was a woman in australia lillian something who he trained and who knows there might have been a couple of others but we're talking about a very small number of people and today of course there are several thousand in 1910, when he wrote that first version of MSI, there was one book on the technique. Mm -hmm. That was it. That was it. Mm -hmm. And a dozen or so articles, letters to the editors, that kind of thing that he wrote. Mm -hmm. And, of course, now there are dozens and really dozens and dozens of books and mm -hmm. thousands. I would even think possibly tens of thousands of articles uh, if you count everything, all the blogs that all are out the blog there and so on. And yeah. yeah, there must be. Right. Yeah. So the quantity has increased. I think that mm -hmm. Alexander, in 1910, he there, there were movies, and so he could have imagined uh, that video technology would be uh, a way of spreading the word or, or um, engaging in you know, getting people's attention, getting them to start thinking and so on. Uh, but I don't think he could ever have imagined something like YouTube. Um, <laughs> no. But, um, and of course, there were t telephones back in t mm -hmm. 1910. So, and there, was t there were telegraphs. And that was a way for people to communicate um, that was available then. And of course... You know, they're, the telegraphs have gone, but uh, telephone is pretty ubiquitous. Mm -hmm. um, there was the Royal Mail in, two, in 1910, and I guess there still is the Royal Mail. There still is, There yes. still is. So there were certain things that were there that he could have possibly imagined would be put um, to use mm -hmm. in terms of teachers and even conceivably students in his mind maybe. Uh, collaborating in some way, discussing ideas. Uh, it was it was possible, but there were so few people to do it that it's you know it's hard to imagine a, a lot coming from that. But all that is stuff that he could have imagined taking place now. In, in two th mm -hmm. we're talking in the fall or late summer of 2017. Yes. <laughs> right. But I think the more important factor that I don't believe he could have really anticipated. So is this your second? Um, my second one, which I think yeah, is the yes. more important one, 
is okay. the increased interconnectivity uh, mm. that the internet has wrought. And um, I don't, I can't imagine Alexander would have had any uh, inkling of that. Uh, most people uh, had no inkling of it 40 years after he died in, right. in 1955. Mm -hmm. if, if you were in 19, what, uh, 40 years would be 95. Well, things were starting to percolate then. Maybe yeah, 30 the years. Yeah, the 80s. 30 years after he died. I think very few people would have had any idea that we'd be where we are now in terms of um, connectivity. And mm -hmm. that connectivity is really, I think, what has driven uh, the, the developments that we've seen over the last 10, especially 10 years uh, in, in um, Alexander teachers and students exchanging ideas Yes. Um, on on the internet, as it turns out, the platform where that's going on right now, but it could change, is Facebook. I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's the main. It's the main one. one. But you know, one things change, and ten years from now, we might think of Facebook as being very quaint, a quaint <laughs> way, a quaint uh, platform to do what's going mm -hmm. on now. But what, what's happening is people are learning, uh, teachers are coming up with ideas. They're, they're, they will put them out on some of the Alexander Facebook pages and other, other people um, try them out and report what they found. Um, and, and a specific example of where there really has been a dramatic change that uh, I would say isn't what what some we might call Alexander technique self-directing technology mm -hmm. or and uh, we have um, I'd say that's undergone a quantum leap in the last ten years. I mean we we have negative directions uh, Missy from Missy Vineyard's book and that more recently freedom directions. Uh, freedom noticing directions mm -hmm. um that's you right uh, freedom uh, directions possibly or well, I... <laughs> who knows well it's an amalgam a freedom yes. directions coming from jennifer roy francoli uh noticing directions coming from mio morales and then the freedom noticing ones and and um I, i'm i'm sure they're going to be sure other ones I'm sure there are other teachers doing their own way of directing right. as well that we may not even know about. Yeah, and and once they decide to put them out on Facebook, then other teachers will explore them and we'll see how they work. <laughs> but the, the thing is that these new directions are so much easier for people to use, st mm -hmm. students. They're so easy for students to transfer to people in their lives, family, friends, and they're, and of course they, I think they are the most important factor in making uh, uh, distance learning possible. That, yes, you know, yeah, I so. would agree with you. That, yes. I, w I don't think I would be doing much distance learning if I were, if I were, uh, didn't have access to these new directions. I can't really imagine it. So anyway, so that's um, 
that's my my point. Who knows what so, the future is? But we're certainly way so it, way further along, I think, than Alexander could could have imagined. I don't think he. I think he he his his thinking was that things will change and it will be possible to get rid of specialized Alexander teachers. But he didn't. He really had no clear idea of exactly how that would come about. And now we know one way that at least part of that already has come about, not for all teachers, because not all teachers are out there in this world, but for a great many, uh, it's true. Yeah, I guess I always, um, I have come across that passage before. Um, I think I had understood more about that, you know, I had understood it in terms that his vision was that, children would grow up learning these things as they learned other things and it would just be integral to their whole right yeah and that was sort of but that's so that's really interesting that you're putting a different a well, different context yeah. on it that's equally possible or and it's not either or it's, Not at all, and and, yeah. and I think you're right. I think if if you had pressed Alexander on this topic mm-hmm. back in 1910, he would have he would have said, "Well, I don't know," but but the but the process you just mentioned that is uh, in intervening, as it were, uh, in early childhood mm-hmm. would have would have seemed like the logical one to him, and and. We know that he was quoted in around 1920, I believe, in an article as saying, and this is kind of an interesting thing that he said, that the the skill level that was needed by, by people who would work with small children was way less than uh, was necessary for working with adults. Now, I don't that's think he was cause he wasn't thinking I don't I mean I think we would say well you got to really know how to work with kids you know it's not like you can just go in there and zap them with <laughs> with uh <laughs> but yeah. but I think he was thinking the the Alexander technical skills Yeah weren't I that great. I think um I would agree in terms of how they're going to pick it up and work with it versus an adult that may have had 20 30 40 50 60 70 years of habits mm-hmm. counter whereas a 3 year old I think yeah I think his thinking would habits up yes you know or for... if you knew if if you're someone who knows how to relate to kids in general or just your kids and you have some knowledge of the Alexander technique. Maybe you've had a few lessons, and especially if you've had a few lessons from a teacher who used some of these new directions. I I think it'd be a piece of cake to teach your kid uh, to to get them out of any little habits that were sneaking in. Yeah. My uh, I think it probably does partly. Uh, speaking as a mother, yes, <laughs> um, probably partly depend on their age and your relationship it felt like for me by the time I was studying the Alexander technique and then training my son had sort of passed the age where he took what his mother said seriously right, anything. Right. so um, 
Yeah. yeah. But I, but Al, I think Alexander was thinking of a very uh, young children. Yeah, very. Who, so you have it right. Like you're learning how to write, but as you learn how to write, you're also learning how to use yourself well as you write. It's all integrated right. in one, right? Um, right? That's sort of how I imagined it. Or you, any 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 skill, anything that you do, it's 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 part of how you learn right. that. But but I think the thing is, the disappointing thing is really that while there are some teachers who are doing very good work, uh, Sue Mary in England and uh, I'm I'm sure other teachers with children, it hasn't really, it it hasn't expanded the way I suppose I would have hoped 20 years ago. Right, right. And on the other hand, the internet has exploded Mm -hmm. and as a tool for transforming how teachers teach, I think it holds just an incredible, um, incredible uh, potential. And I I, I don't think we're, I I don't think for those teachers who are concerned about job security, especially say teachers on a training course hearing this, might want to drop out and become uh, start learning how to code or something like that. Um, I think that, in fact, uh, there will still be a need for teachers. It's just that there it'll be a different kind of need ultimately. There may be teachers that would sort of help people to spread these ideas to other pop to larger populations. They wouldn't have to necessarily be teaching everybody they might teach a few people who would then teach other people you know i think it i i who knows and there might be teachers who would sort of specialize in people with severe injuries or um, brain conditions i mean i don't i don't think the need would go away uh, quite all that quickly but i not anytime soon well I, i'm i'm just concerned about you know my lifetime really <laughs> no i i i don't think it's imminent in that sense but i do think there is a, the part of the future he was thinking about is here and a lot of people are using it and i would say probably a lot more aren't and that's a sad thing because there is this incredible digital divide most of the people listening to this podcast for example or reading blogs or being on facebook uh are know this already and the people who don't aren't likely to find out about it that easily they'll find they may know about it in principle but they they're not there so to speak so but i did that's really my what i have to say Oh, interesting. So your 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 vision is is positive and oh, very much so. Yeah. yeah. And you see the role of teachers changing over time because of these new developments, both in the internet and right. in how directions are being taught. And, and well, another thing I just might be worth mentioning is is the uh, teachers who are now using Skype or Zoom or you know various uh, uh, video uh, programs to teach at a distance and. Um, of course, what that does is open up a market, 
in a huge new market mm -hmm. compared to anything that any teacher could have imagined before. So in some ways, even if, even if it, um, the technique becomes uh, easier to transmit to more people very quickly, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that individual teachers won't have new markets like uh, Outer Mongolia, for example, probably <laughs> is, is really under service, but I'm <laughs> guessing they have internet now or will. And so, I mean, there are all of these markets around the world where um, the Alexander Technique uh, uh, could penetrate and, and Skype teaching or Zoom teaching, whatever, whatever yeah. is, is, um, is, a, is, is one a way, way to that do that. Can, yeah. yeah. But again, in order to do that, you have to be a little bit tuned into to the, the new technologies. Mm -hmm. So... That's right. really, well, and, and I wanted to, oh, I will add one more thing. <laughs> yes, yes, is there anything else the you would like to thing. add? Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm working on a blog on this topic, but okay. I, my plan is to put the podcast out before the blog is finalized. And so if, if anyone listening to this has any thoughts they'd like to add, just contact me uh, and or contact you or me and and uh, I'll if 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 it seems reasonable I'll just include those thoughts in the in the blog as well. Okay, that's I don't see great. this. I I really want to emphasize. I don't see this as some awful thing. I see this as actually a very good thing. Yeah, I, I can hear thing. that. Yes, and um, it also a bit ties in with the idea that you know it, there's a way in which this ties in with our new understanding of what Alexander did and didn't do, and that he did not spend ten years uh, holed up in his in his garret staring at a mirror. <laughs> uh, it was more like a year and a half, and he had a lot. He had a lot of help. He was a Del Sartre teacher, and he used Del Sartre's ideas, and then he added some of his own. And it 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 maybe uh, we're held back a bit by this belief that to become an Alexander teacher is this huge deal, and actually, or to learn the stuff is a huge undertaking. And I think most of us who've used Skype have found that people pick up on the ideas very quickly. Amazingly quickly, in in my opinion. Yes, I've been surprised too. Shocked. Yes, I'm actually kind surprised. of shocked yes. at, at how yeah. quickly people get it um, when when it's explained to them in a way that makes sense. So, mm -hmm. anyway, those Very are my good. thoughts. Very good. Thank you so much <laughs> for sharing your insights and, and, and breaking today. up your day of web design right there you go there yeah. you go all right so i'm going to turn back over to you thank yes. you for having me here oh well thank you imogen my uh, my guest has been imogen ragone an alexander teacher in wilmington delaware and also a website designer primarily for the alexander community but she also uh, does websites in general thanks imogen Oh, you're welcome. Thank you.